Welcome to um, another interview uh, conducted by EFSAS. Um, and this time we have with us uh, Dr. Sayed Alam Masood. Uh, thank you for joining us, sir. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, Dr. Masood is a, is a surgeon. He's also a, a political activist. He um, is a founding member of the Pashtun Tahafus movement, PTM. Um, he's also a technical expert uh, on the China-Pakistan economic corridor. And um, Dr. Masood is from the Masood tribe of uh, South Waziristan in, uh, in Pakistan. Um, and um, before we start, as, as I told you earlier as well, sir, uh, these interviews are conducted in a, in a, in a quite frank manner. Uh, so we will, of course, talk about the situation in, in, in your country, in Pakistan, about CPAC, about the, the Pashtun Tahafuz movement and the rights of uh, minorities in the country, especially the, the, the Pashtun, but also the, the Baloch and, and, and others. Uh, but before we do that, um, it's always nice to know the person um, being interviewed. So, um, and I and I and I know that you also have a bit of a, some concerns regarding your your own security and your family. So, um, it's it's it would be nice if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, your 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 professional life, of course, as a surgeon, but also your political life, because um, as as you also mentioned, you have been very close to. Um, uh, to uh, to uh, Khan Abdul Wali Khan and um, and other Pashtun leaders in the area, um, and recently, you have, or a while ago, you also uh, got connected with the Pashtun Tahafus movement, the PTM. So, if you could shed some light on your personal journey, but also your political journey, uh, how it has been, and how how it came about that a surgeon uh, also became such a prominent political activist. Thank you very much. First of all, I'm extremely thankful to you for inviting me and giving me the opportunity to talk to you. It's a great privilege for me. Uh, politics and professionalism have always been in my life. I have two two personalities in myself. Mm-hmm. I am one in two, or two in one. Mm-hmm. Uh, right from my student life, I was good in academic career, and when I was I contested, uh, I was contesting presidential election for Khaimur Medical College Students Union. The poster had mentioned his character potential career. So, so this was what was a plus point for me that I was the only student activist or uh, presidential candidate who had a very good academic career. So, uh, studies and politics always went together in my life, and when uh, I became a doctor. Uh, and of course, my my students' politics were from Pashtun Federation, and I was a Pashtun nationalist right from the beginning. And uh, when I became a doctor, then I thought that why not to have uh, an ideological doctor's wing of uh, nationalist doctors? So I launched a Malgari Doctor Anthazima organization as well. Meanwhile, I was uh, doing my post graduation. Uh, so both the things were going together all in my life. Professionalism and politics both went together. Mm-hmm. And in uh, 2002, when I was the pioneer pediatric surgeon and the in charge of pediatric surgery, and it was such a proud privilege to be the teacher of the same college from where I had graduated and pioneer pediatric surgeon of the promise, the seventh in the promise, the first in the con- uh, promise and the seventh in the country as a fellow of pediatric surgeon. 
But even then, this, this privilege couldn't stop me to resist the unlawful ordinance of General Musharraf. And I launched a movement among doctors against the institution-based private practice. And finally, we had to resign because the might prevailed and we quit the job. In 2002, I, along with other 100 plus professorial staff, resigned from the job. From there onward, my private practice and politics went very smoothly together. And I start, started civil society movements, and from civil society movement went to Pustunukha Miliano Party, and I was the one who was in self-exile when I wrote uh, Peshawar Declaration from Amant Tehrik of Peshawar. At that time, we were called Mombati Mafia. It, each and every incident of terrorism which took place in our province, and which no one else could dare come, we were just five, seven, eight people who used to demonstrate in public against any brutality. When Malale, Malala Yousafzai was attacked, we were hardly nine people to protest, but we were there we, all the time. And finally, I had to escape the country for three, four months uh, because I was terrorized by the, the Taliban and I do have the original original letter of the Tariqa Taliban, then Amir uh, uh, Hakimullah Masood. Uh, those bad days then were then over, and then I launched Pukhtunkhwa uh, Ulisi Tehrik, a research-based organization from which uh, we did many research, researches on water, electricity, uh, granting grant aid given to Pakistan, and how it was distributed. Uh, then was the CPAC, which, which then was highlighted the most. Uh, I had two booklets on that. And finally, then the uh, first moment when we marched in that, and finally we launched it. So, and of course, threats to my life have always been persistent. Mm. I have seen the bars many times. I have been behind the bars that, many that, times. That is what what was very interesting when I was reading about you is that um, you you of course professionally you are a surgeon, you are a doctor, which is of course not. Uh, you know, it's it's not an everyday thing. Not not everyone uh, become, becomes a doctor, uh, and especially not a surgeon. It, it takes a lot of uh, dedication and commitment, and of course, a lot of studies. Um, and you also don't hear a lot about doctors being in jail. Um, but but you have ended up quite a few times in jail. Yeah. Uh, what was what was what was your crime? I, for the first time, I I went to jail when I was a student leader. Mm-hmm. And then I went to, I was kept in prison when I was a doctor and active in uh, doctor's politics, trade union politics. And the third time was when uh, I was uh, in Tariq when we were protesting for the army public school, uh, show the army public school. Uh, and for 16th December 2014, this tragedy happened. And on 30th, 31st December, just uh, 14 days after, we were arrested not to protest peacefully not to have a strike, not to talk of uh, the, the army, the uniform behind the terrorism. And that was, then Then came the PTM. So in PTM, I had to be, be uh, and the life threats similarly went, coincided. With the you, same. Have, you, have even, you have even not only been to jail, but you've also been in solitary confinement. Uh, oh, yes, that was very ter- terrible. As recently as, I think, 2021? Yeah, yeah. It was a very, very terrible and, and had nothing to do with my the cases against me. All the cases against me were routine. 
but uh, the 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 Mardan prison or Mardan uh, jail, they mm-hmm. kept me in solitary confinement in January or probably early start of February, whatever the date was. But it was very cold, and they had very huge windows, and uh, all the other barracks had a plastic covering to avoid that cold breeze coming in. But for me, on both sides, all the 14th or 15th windows on both sides were kept open and I was the only prison in, prisoner inside. I was not allowed to go for sun, sun bath. The, the sun used to come in one of the window and I used to just stand in front of that. So this was these were the days of solitary confinement. And even the prisoners were not allowed to meet. I could not even call for someone to bring peanuts for me worth rupees 50,000. But you, but it, it's very, it's 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 very uh, strange when I when I when I read about you is that on one hand you have been um, put in jail and I I assume you you are put in jail by the state. Of course, on the other hand you have been receiving uh, threat calls and and threats from terrorist organizations. Uh, so on both sides of the divide, so and the state has persecuted you and the terrorist organizations are, uh, are tra- have threatened you and, and there have even been some failed attempts on your life. Um, so does this, does this in essence prove this, this very famous slogan coined by PTM that behind this terrorism, it is the uniform? No doubt in that. No doubt in that. No iota of doubt in that. When I was imprisoned for the first time uh, uh, in PTM, in Peshawar uh, police station, when they were interrogating me, they asked the same question. That you are raising slogans against the state institutes. I simply asked the police that we are uh, we are talking against you. They said, no, you are not talking against me. I told them that we are talking against FC, uniform FC. They said, no, you are not taking against FC. I asked them, okay, we are attacking against the Rangers. They said, no, you are not attacking against Then I asked them, how did you come to know that which uniform we are mentioning? They said, you are mentioning army. I said, yes, you also acknowledge it. It's not police behind the terrorism. It's not the Ranger or FC behind the terrorism. It's the army behind the terrorism. And uniform is army. And this is not... not a, a debatable question at all. It is solved already by the Pakistani generals. You can you can see the interviews, or the confessions of General Musharraf, even General Kiani, even Imran Khan, even all the even Imam Colonel Imam. Everybody has accepted that we made this this, this terrorist. Who made this terrorist organization? Israel? No. India? No. Who made it? Pakistani army made it. Can we, have you ever, uh, me ever blamed Jumaat Islami for this? No. None of the political party is responsible for it. It's only the army and the state. None of the government, civilian government is responsible for it. Even the MMA government, you cannot, nobody has claimed that are blamed that MMA did it. Nobody has blamed that IGI did it. Our Muslim League Noon did it. It's the army who did it. And we have no doubt in that our slogan is perfect. And absolutely truth like a daylight. And this is, of course, this has been said many times. This has been many people, many states, even the US, the EU have, uh, have, 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 have 
undeniable proof that uh, the Pakistani army has been involved in funding, training, patronizing terrorist organizations in Pakistan and the region. Uh, at the same time, and that's something it would be interesting to know from you, um, there have also been voices which say, well, that is a policy which was of yesteryears. It is a, it is a policy which was inherited by, by army generals. It takes time to move on from that. And uh, currently you have seen that, um, you know, uh, Pakistan was put on the FATF list then they were taken out of the gray list. There have been some cozying up between the U.S. and um, and and the Pakistanis again. So there are also voices uh, which say that this uh, policy has been done and dusted with, and the Pakistani army and the state have now uh, started uh, to to let go of these terrorists, and they are they they are treading on a new path uh, in order uh, to achieve uh, peace in the country. Uh, how, how would you comment on that? Wish I wish it would it, it 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 would have been like that. It's not like that. It's a very much per persistently on policy, of course not made by politicians or political government. Well, the strategic policy was initially it, this is the strategic strategic policy. This was initially launched when Zulfikar Ali Bhutto was the prime minister and he didn't know it. This was phase one. Phase two was in Zia Haq era when when they started interfering in Afghanistan when the socialist inkalab had not yet 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 uh, started and then the socialist revolution which came in Afghanistan and further interfered this is phase 3 phase 4 was the stage when Ziaulak by himself confessed that you see uh, a day will come when Afghanistan will be a beacon of islam and will be spreading islam to the neighboring Central Asian Muslim states when the Soviet Union was entered. So they were considering that uh, we are fighting with India. They are seven times more than us. We need uh, the, 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 the two-nation theory has not been synced in the Bay of Bengal. Uh, the only reason was that they were far away. There was CMA in between. There was India in between. So our, we should extend our two-nation theory to the uh, regional uh, nearby Muslim state. And if our F6, if F-16 attacks Delhi, and when it comes it, our, our lumber spine is narrow. That I never knew. Our kamar hamari patli hai. Patli kamariya wali. Our, uh, so the, the F-16 goes through us. And we need need a neighbor state where these F-16s will be grounded, refueled, refreshing, and attack again, again the India. This was its uh, origin. And it's very much on. And if there is any doubt, let me quote a few examples, recent examples. What is Tariqat Labak? What was the statement of General Faiz Hamid? What was the statement of General Bajwa at that time? They are our people. They touched the vehicles, private vehicles. They killed security people. They killed police, and they were sent home. Nothing happened to them. Why? The general said they are our people, but about us, they never said like that. The Baloch who were demonstrating for peaceful, for for missing people, very peacefully in Quetta, Karachi, or Islamabad, what the state did with them? Are 
the, the, the current the current wave of terrorism which has been spreading in the in the province and people are uprising against it all these terrorists were brought again by Pakistan army on the directive of General Faiz Hamid, the core commander of Peshawar, Khaybar Pukhtun Khan. And they are still very much uh, in, uh, in it. Taliban of Afghanistan, these are their stooges. These are their people. They spreaded uh, Takfiri crusade, Takfiri jihad, which meant that through this, we will tackle Afghan nationalism. And through that narrow prison of Takfiri Jihad, they are still ruling it. It's the menace and it's their, their foreign policy tool. It's their way of spreading terrorism. And this is how they tackle their opponents within the country and outside the country. Do you do you agree that, uh, because you are very clear in it that, you know, the, the policy of, of patronizing terrorism is still uh, very much uh, uh, there uh, by the army. Why do you think that the um, you know the attention to to terrorism and especially this facet of it has uh, declined a bit uh, in the world in the West? Why, why do you think that is the case? Well, in in the West, I agree. In the West, I agree because West is not that sincere to to eliminate terrorism from Kashmir or from Pakhtunkhwa, from Balochistan or from Afghanistan. They are not interested in that. It's not their headache. They want terrorism. to get it in the West. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. They have achieved their goal. As of but, now. Yeah, of course. But my 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 assessment is that fundamentalism, our religious fundamentalism, mm -hmm. is the, the weapon of choice of America. It's not, not bad for them. It serves the purposes which probably many other democracy men are suffering. Mm. So monarchs, dictators, religious uh, ruler, it suits them a lot. But it, but this might of course change uh, uh, whenever something, uh, you know, God forbid, worse happens again in the West, a terrorist attack. Of course. But that will be a symptomatic response. Mm -hmm. They will never eradicate it. For example, if I am having a pain or fever, you give me a paracetamol or brufen, ibuprofen. It is a symptomatic treatment. If you are not treating my disease, yeah. you are not helping me that. You are just relieving my symptoms. So if something happens like that, they will retaliate. But that retaliation will again be, will be very transient. It will not eradicate the actual uh, menace. So the um, it was just I think today it was announced that uh, uh, Lieutenant General uh, Asim Munir will be the new chief of army, um, and you, you, what you have been saying is that nothing of of the policy will change. Uh, I wish you 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 read my tweet just uh, half an hour ago. Mm -hmm. First of all. Uh, for us, whosoever is the army chief or the prime minister, for us, nothing will change. For Imran us, Khan, pardon? For us, you mean people of Pakistan or? For uh, Pashtun, for Pashtun and Baloch. And what about the other people in Pakistan? 
Well, the other people have different issues. The issues of us, for example, terrorism, usurping resources, missing people, uh, killing the, 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 the nationalist voices. This is not in Punjab. This is not, it, it is in Kashmir to some extent. Uh, uh, it was in Sindh to some extent. It is applicable to MQM to some extent, certain extent, but not that grossly as it is applicable to Pashtun and Baloch. So for, for us, or for, for all of us, say for all the conscious speaking people of Pakistan, nothing will change. Hmm. Because this is not the difference. It was not never, never the bone of contention between any of one of them. This is not a bone of contention between Imran Khan and Shahbaz Sharif. This is not a point of discussion between Bajwa and Asim Munir. This is, they are unanimous that yes, keep on interfering in Afghanistan. Uh, terrorist groups are in the domain of army. Don't interfere in that. Uh, use resources, whatever they are doing, they are doing well. Missing person. Why after Mengel desisted from Imran Khan when he could not answer any other promises done with after Mengel because he couldn't do that. So for us, no difference. But it's good that anyway, their, their inner hood is getting revealed. Mm -hmm. and what about, um, what about now that you have a new army chief uh, or, you know, announced and he is going to take over soon. Um, there have been these voices and I'm not sure whether it's true or not, but there, that there is because of this, um, wave of uh, the PTI and Imran Khan's popularity, there are some differences, divides within the army. How, how would you, how would you see that? Very, very pertinent question. Very, very, very important question. Um, I, I have done, uh, I have, uh, I have few, few, I have done few logs about it. For me, uh, the difference vis-a-vis -vis Imran Khan is not a proper assessment. It is the difference within the army which reflected to us in the form of Imran Khan and uh, PDM. Not the other way around. The army within is facing uh, differences and it's all because of their contradictory politics and policies which they did uh, in the past. For example, on one hand, they say that we are closer to China, our friendship is taller than mountains, deeper than sea, sweeter than honey. But all the time they do what America do. This is what a contradiction. What a, what a, what beautifully this contradictory policy they have dragged along for, for decades. The second is that we are made, we are the country who was made for Islam. Saudi is our best friend because of that narrative, but always they sold Islam out. They sold Islam for the sake of dollars. So these mentalities within the army are contradicting and because for so many years they interfered in politics. So politics is interfering in them. It's, it's a natural, natural phenomenon. Mm -hmm. So this is a, a, a a different point of view within the army and for the first time in the shape of Imran and in the form of Imran, this came to us as well, to me and you as well. For example, when 
Yahya Khan became the, uh, the, the, the army chief. Even at that time, there were differences within the army. In regard to the rule of the army, there was a there was a question of five generals. Even P General Pirzada was considered to be his prime minister, unannounced prime minister. So differences were there. But then at that time of extension of Bajwa, this get more revealed. And now it get further delineated. It's commonly said that it's not only General Fezami. There are four generals behind Imran Khan in the first six or seven generals. So this is the difference of opinion within the army, not for me and you, for the sake of me and you, not for the sake of democracy. It is for the sake of their own wasted interest, their own whatever they are thinking, and it's type of uh, thing like that, probably not ideological at all. And you, you just talked about China. This, this something I, I wanted to discuss with you. You, of course, you have been the Khaybar um, Pakhtunkhwa's government's expert, technical expert on the China-Pakistan economic corridor. Um, before we come on on, on the CPAC, um, do you think, you just talked uh, a few minutes ago about the fact that, yes, you have some um, uh, persecution of people in, in Sindh. You also have it in Pakistan-administered uh, Jammu and Kashmir. Uh, but you have it much more in the Pashtun belt and in Balochistan. How much of this has to do with the CPAC? Well, unluckily, the resistance among these areas, among the Kashmir, Gilgit, Baltistan, Pashtuns and Baloch, was not that much against CPAC. Mm -hmm. It should have been much more. Because the CPAC... It, it belonged to them. It was for them. It was snatched. Uh, but there was no resistance. Finally, when it got staged, snatched and the eastern route became the actual route, it went through Lahore, 800 kilometer uh, long from one side. So 1600 kilometer longer pathway from both sides. And there was an incident in Quetta when the lives were killed in a suicide attack, if you recall that tragic day. General Rahil said that this was a revenge of CPAC. Even at that time, I said, why the revenge of CPAC? And he said that India is behind it. I said, why India is behind it? When there is no CPAC and Quetta going through Quetta, why India will attack Quetta? If India wants to sabotage uh, CPAC, Lahore is quite nearer to India. Why they will not attack Lahore? It's just uh, they say that it's because of CPAC, but it's not like that. It's the, the whole crackdown against us is that because of the long-term injustices, discriminations, usurping the resources of these people, they have tied and tied, and terrorism in Pashtuns have really killed us. So we have no option other than to fight. And they want to Crushes. This is same is about Kashmiri. Same is about Baloch. As 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 this as as being a technical expert on CPAC, can you can you explain for us how you view the CPAC? How uh, what is the deal about? Is it is it like some say uh, a game changer, uh, or some say it's a is it's a debt trap? Um, others say that it's a maybe a game changer for some people. 
but the others, their resources will be snatched. How do you view CPAC? What do you think about it? Well, uh, CPAC was a very gigantic pro- pro- program and the, the, the Chinese had built that, rule, that, that map which was passing from uh, China through Hunjrab, through Gilgar, through Heberpur, through Far, to Balochistan. This was the natural pathway, the natural route, which was shorter, which was all season friendly, free of fog, free of blood, flood, which was going through the mineral rich areas and, of course, the most backward areas. And it was supposed to be a cluster corridor because they, the China was was imagining that other corridors from South Asian uh, Central States will come, Central Asian States will come, and they will join it. So it will be a huge sum of uh, activity. And above all, China thought that we are facing religious and nationalist uprising. Uh, in Tibet, it's because of the nationalist, and in Xinjiang, it's because of religion. Pakistan is having the same in Pashtuns, it is based on religion and Baloch, it's their national. So hopefully I am helping Pakistan. But when it came to Pakistan, they said, no, 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 not this way. Go through us. Pakistan is Punjab, practically speaking. They come through us. So China had to do it. If you if it would have been come through its natural route, it was for Chungchinji. When it got diverted, how can it change for for Baloch, Pashtun? Or Gilgit Bildistan. I used to tell at that time, even it's written in my book, that there was not a single project for Gilgit Bildistan. They will be just visualizing a train in motorway with with bars. They can watch it from away. The river was better. They could jump in it. Here they can't jump in it. So nothing was for Gilgitistan, nothing for us, nothing for Balochistan. Moreover, the Special Security Division, which expenditure was, is, is being deducted and was decided to be deducted from our electricity bills. So we all will be paying, giving the money to them, paying the, 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 the debts, and somebody else will be getting prosperous. The hydro, the electricity project, which were at that time $33 billion, I proposed mm-hmm. to Hassan Iqbal in front of all these parliamentary leaders in planning commission of Pakistan when Speaker Asad Kaiser was in the chair, that, okay, you are constructing Multan Sakar motorway on boot basis, build, own, operate, and transfer. Please construct the 19,000 megawatt hydropower in Gilgit, the Riyak Kunhar, River Kunhar, and the Yasin, which is uncontroversial, which was uncontroversial route at that time, controversial part of the route. So you better do it on boot basis. It will be much cheaper. The minimum cost of the project which you are bringing through the private uh, energy producer, the minimum cost is 16 rupees, while the cost of hydropower is just 0.75 rupees, 0.75 rupees, 75 pesa. He said, no, no, it, will be, it has been done. I said, how it has been done? Why all these projects were allocated to the industrialists of Punjab and Sindh who were closer to Nawaz Sharif? And one of the them was the Katri prince, who Nathuram was writing a letter in favor of him. So the only it was meant for few people, for few family, and particular cities. It was not for the country. So if if America wants to fight with CPAC, or India fights to fight, why I shall fight? 
when this CPAC is no more mine, why it should bother me? It's no more uh, a game changer. It is uh, a project which will make certain elite class routine, a Pakistani elite class much more prosperous and will make us much, uh, much more poorer, much more uh, depressed. How, how much is it true that a lot of uh, resources, like yeah. you said, it's going to make a particular class in Pakistan richer and another class in Pakistan much more poorer. Uh, how true is it that um, a lot of resources for the CPAC yeah. taken from uh, indeed Gilgit Baltistan, Pashtun lands and Balochistan while they don't get anything in return for uh, for exploit exploitation of these resources? Yeah. It's the, 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 the recently amended Min Mines and Mineral Act, this is a very strange change in that. The recent Mines and Mineral Act has been changed to such an extent in which this has mentioned that now the head of the uh, this Mines and Mineral Department will not be the secretary, routine secretary, which goes, who is a DMG, who goes through promotion by initially, uh, I mean, assistant, there's uh, something, and then secretary, and is having a section officer, assist, uh, deputy secretary, uh, additional secretary, and second, not, not like that. He will be a, a contract employee uh, who will be from retired army. And then uh, this, in, in previous uh, rule, uh, it was stated that uh, the opposition, uh, the treasury bench, the opposition, and the geological department, the environmental department, civil society, the mines workers, uh, they all will be included in this board. Now all has been eliminated. eliminated. So to cut it short, uh, if resource belongs to Gilgit, for example, uh, this the the that contract will be given to me, for example. Though it will never be given to me, it will be given to uh, a consortium or a frontier works. It will be given to them. They have the right to dig it. They will mayor whatever the amount was. None of the local will come to know that whether it was exactly one kg or hundred kg. They can't dispute it. Similarly, the trucks, the vehicle use will be their numbers, their their token number, their token. You can't use your, if you being an owner of that mineral, if somebody found a mineral in your truck or in your car, you will be sent to bar with 20 year imprisonment. You cannot question the lease. You cannot question the, why you are, you are not giving me a tactical know-how. Why you are not recruiting me? You cannot say anything. So whatever the federation decides, they will get everything out of it. And whatever they claim, if they say that it was one kg, you have to accept it. Even if it is 1,000 kg, you cannot question it. So how can you, even despite of all the resources, what then other nations can do? They can't do anything. It will be pure exploitation and nothing else. So this is, this is in that sense, as some may have called it, uh, neocolonialism. More than that, new colonialism was uh, through someone, but I was given some right. Here, nothing will be given to you. It's direct colonialism. It's direct snatching power. Shut up. The, 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 the actual owners should shut up simply. And they have been, because you, um, you know, in 
Like, for example, uh, taking the example of Gilgit Baltistan, uh, many Kashmiri nationalists have raised the question, apart from the, the, the resources, have raised the question that uh, Gilgit Baltistan is not part of Pakistan. Uh, so it 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 in essence uh, is not allowed or legally it cannot build uh, such a big project along with a third country uh, through that area um, because as you know the, the 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 issue of Jammu and Kashmir is is disputed uh, have there been similar voices in Balochistan and 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 the Pashtun area. Yes, of course, there are similar voices. Uh, in, in regard to Gilgit, I used to say that, uh, I, I rather discussed it with, in that ministerial meeting. I told them that uh, uh, there is 50,000 hydropower potential in Gilgit. Yeah, 52,000 megawatt. Yeah, why don't you do that? They said there is no uh, uh, system of uh, uh, electricity carrying system. I said, why not? If you, if Gilgit gives you that much potential, uh, based on that enemy, you can connect with it with the central uh, system. They said, no, it will cost us a lot. So, no need to give them water power. There are certain people in Pakhtunkhwa and Balochistan, but the issue in Pakhtunkhwa and Balochistan is going much ahead than that. Probably, uh, Balochistan has totally lost the hope that Pakistan will ever give justice to us. So they are thinking of absolute separation. They are no more thinking that you should give me this right. They are thinking about emancipation. They are not thinking about uh, privileges and rights anymore in the state. They, they, they are thinking as you. They are thinking about secession. Of course. And the same is the the stage coming for Pakhtuns. Uh, I used to say, and I am say, saying it, that for example, uh, when the the nationalists of Pakistan Pakhtuns didn't do much or represent the people their vacuum was created and PTM came in. For example, if we do not act uh, amicably, vacuum will come and another organization will come which will be far radical than us. Because the PTM's demands are, uh, as I also have talked to other PTM members, uh, they are well within the constitution of Pakistan. They are asking for their uh, rights. They are asking for know-how about the enforced disappearances. They want their. Uh, they want an equal and equitable share in uh, in the exploitation of resources. Uh, and of course, there is this big issue about the Durand line, which is on both sides. Uh, but leaving that aside, the Pashtun Tahafus movement uh, has been has been very much within. Um, within the constitution of Pakistan. But as you say, and some have expressed that, that if the, if the, if the state uh, fails to fulfill the demands of the, of the PTM, uh, there might come a, a time when there will be a much more radical, as you call it, an organization which will actually go the path the Baloch have or the Kashmiris have to ask for secession. Yes, of course. It's natural. Well, the struggle of nations is never, it's always spiral. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't go like this. It's in turns, in spirals. For a nationalist movement, much radical nationalist movement, and far radical nationalist movement.
but, but and absolute, absolute decisions. But Dr. Mesut, if that happens, what exact difference will it make? Because it happened in Balochistan and the army uh, went on a killing spree. Um, and it will happen in, Pash in the Pashtun lands and the army will go on a killing spree. Uh, so will it will it really make a difference? When let's judge when the day comes. Mm -hmm. Well, let, let's uh, uh, we will we will discuss when the when we cross the bridge. And what wh what do you think about the because the Baloch have crossed the bridge? What do you think about about their situation? Well, well, the struggle of Baloch, uh, of course, they are being killed, they are being tortured, they are very few in number. Uh, the human resource counts, for example, 40 lakhs civilians versus uh, 5 lakh or 10 lakh army, uh, no match. Mm -hmm. But we also know that uh, number of killings drags people away from you. Uh, you cannot win over the people through the barrel of gun. You can. There are certain, certain. There is certain time when you can win, over, win, win them over. But when the human hearts get damaged, and when there is tears in the eyes of the sisters and mothers, all these states and uh, empires have been washed away in the tears and tears of mothers and so, sisters. So, so has this, has this, is this divide irrevocable, or do you, do, do you believe that? The, the, there is still time uh, with the with the policy makers or the state or the army to um, to bridge this these gaps. For Baloch, I think it's over. Mm -hmm. For us, uh, time is still there. For, probably for Kashmir and Gilgit and Sindhi, also time is still there. But uh, for us, uh, uh, when whenever Pashtun decides, when it they reach to the conclusion. Then uh, fighting Pashtuns out, uh, and if it is at a time when Gilgit and uh, Kashmiri also have the same type of feelings, and they are nearer this feelings, I think the mountainous people with too many human resource, uh, then it will be difficult. But what would it end up in? It would end up in breaking breaking up Pakistan, which is probably not in the interest of uh, of the Western. Uh, sponsors of Pakistan or China who are keeping it uh, together? Well, this is another question. I think uh, uh, I foresee long-term uh, uncertainty in the region. Mm -hmm. uh, just like uh, Syria, Egypt, Iraq, Libya, Iran, Afghanistan, I see the same type of uncertainty in Pakistan. Uh, maybe it's because the West wants like this, or maybe the West is helpless. Pakistan is becoming a liability for them. In return, they are not getting that much. And the way for which Pakistan was created, and the way it served them, probably, probably now the the, the equation is, uh, I think. Uh, if it, it if it's not clear, at least it's blood. It's not the way it was. But it is a liability uh, of uh, of 220 million people with nuclear weapons. Well, this can be sorted out for them. This is not an issue. Uh, the, I don't think so. For such a computerized uh, uh, world, 
uh, if they have uh, 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 the, what they call it, their ship in the Indian Ocean, uh, from there they can jam the, your your uh, atomic nuclear weapons. Even from the airplane, even from the stars, it's not that this big. What, that is, of course, of course, the Western role, which is uh, which is debatable. What do you think about the other superpower, which is China? And as you said, the the friendship is is uh, is quite deep. China, by itself, uh, number one, uh, when they decided to build uh, BRI, uh, initially named as Ubar, now BRI. Uh, BRI by itself for me means that uh, you want to invest in other countries and uh, want to uh, earn money. It's against the basic uh, ideology of socialism. So probably it's no more uh, socialist country as it used to be. So if it is not a socialist country, the war will be different. If it is a socialist country, the situation will be, would have been different. Uh, when not ideological, then they get confused, uh, for example, in Pakistan. For India, they will need Pakistan. But uh, America might need uh, India for China. So this equation is not straightforward. The, the situation is not straightforward. Uh, for example, uh, in CPEC, which was the only part of uh, BRI for Pakistan, uh, we all protested. I wrote a number of letters to Chinese embassy, to the Chinese government. We wrote we, a lot many. At that time, I met the council as well. They were not budging. If the China is supporting the CPEC on Lahore route, why, why to consider that China will be sympathetic to me? Mm -hmm. uh, to Pashtun. I mean, me means Pashtun. Similar is about Balochistan. When China wants to capture Gawadar, and in Gawadar plan, I have, I have mentioned in that booklet, the, the the total population mentioned was minimum was one crore of Gawadar. And of course, port city, we have seen Karachi and many other port cities, it can increase many times. What will be the situation of the Baloch, who are just 40 lakhs? Mm -hmm. so if you want to snatch their port and convert them into minority, you are no more a progressive country and you are also a usurper, you are also an imperialist. That's why the, the Baloch are not going in favor of China. So a very complex situation, probably a warlike situation will come if this, this strength of powers goes on between the two mighty uh, powers of the world. And how do you see the future of, uh, of the CPAC then? Well, future is in doldrums. Mm -hmm. If China is able to construct it, no doubt it will be number one power. But construction is very difficult and destruction is very easy. Probably the other force will destroy it earlier than it gets constructed. The current wave of uncertainties in various countries seems to be, uh, seems to be one, one reason as well that on all the ways where DRI is being constructed are planned or imagined, uh, there is fire everywhere. So in fire, you cannot construct buildings. But isn't that, isn't that the Chinese uh, the Chinese modus operandi to, to actually um, do this in vulnerable countries where, uh, where it is political volatile because the, the deals they struck are uh, in essence 
more beneficial to to China than they are to the host countries. Yeah, it is. But at least uh, when, for example, if CPEC would have been gone through the actual natural route, mm -hmm. it would have been changed the fortune of the Gilgit, including Kashmir, including Pashtuns and Balochistan. That would have uh, helped them out. But when it went the other way, of course, it's then destruction. Why, why, why to have a sympathy? So, uh, very complex situation, let's say it. Tortuous in from every part possible uh, aspects. For example, can you imagine that if America really and actually and practically pressurizes Pakistan, Pakistani general DHQ, GHQ, will the GHQ stand by Chinese and Americans? I think they will stand by Chinese uh, Americans, not Chinese. So the, the 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 party on which they are betting everything, the Chinese are betting everything. They are not reliable. When they are supporting elite class of Pakistan, Punjab, uh, of course they cannot have lose the sympathy of actual genuine Kashmiri, Gilgit Baltistani Pashtuns are followed. So this is another way. Same is about Afghanistan. If China is sympathetic to Afghanistan, uh, the situation will be different. If it is imperialist to Afghanistan, the situation will be different. So mm -hmm. it's a fluid situation from all possible point of view. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to, to the end of this interview, but, but I still have a few questions, and that's mostly about the current situation in Pakistan. Um, as you know, we were just a few days ago. I was I was discussing uh, with someone is that the the one prime minister Zulfikar Ali Bhutto was was hanged. Um, Benazir Bhutto uh, was killed. Um, another general who was also the president was uh, put in exile in Dubai. Um, Musharraf. Uh, one prime minister is in exile in the UK while his brother is the current prime minister. And then another one was just shot in his foot a few days ago. What do you make up of this, of this, of this volatile history of civilian governments and civilian leaders in Pakistan? Even those who were not killed, they were, uh, of no use. Mm -hmm. Anybody who dissented a little bit, he was either killed or attempted or exiled. Uh, this is a very uh, checkered history. Uh, and we all know that actually it's the GHQ who is uh, calling the Nards. By GHQ? <laughs> of course. General of course. But um, we also see and we discussed that there is differences in the GHQ as well. And this is what really happens. For how long you will be controlling this country like this? You cannot run it anymore. And what's your financial situation now? And what are you doing? Uh, they are going to towards a very dead end. And they are bound to. And that, that is something uh, people have been saying for 50 years about the country. Of course. You are 100% right, but for 50 years, the situation was not that bad as it is. 
with passage of time, in 50 years, number one, the country was separated. So when we were saying, when people were saying they were not wrong, mm -hmm. it, it, it got divided in just 25 years. And uh, in the remaining uh, years, it uh, thrashed and are flourished on the basis of Afghanistan, this strategic death policy. They, they sold out, uh, they became mercenaries, they sold out Islam and Jihad and everything, and they get, got a lot of money in return. Now what they will, how, how will they sell the things anymore? The sellable commodities, commodities have decreased. And number two, in Pakistan, if you realize that in last 50 years, when we were students, Jumat Islami used to be the, the, the biggest possible educator and protectors of Pakistan army. It's no more like that. JUI used to be the same. It's no more like that. Muslim League Nawaz or AGI used to be the same. It's no more like that. Then PTI came in. PTI was like that. It's no more like that. So this ground situation has totally changed for GHQ. Nobody is fighting for them with the exception of the terrorists. So publicly, they are not having any sympathy anymore. This never happened in the last 75 years. Similarly, in the, in the word scale, 50 years ago or 40 years ago, Pakistan was never as isolated as, as it is today. The, num number three, Pakistan was never in such a financial crunch as it is today. And number four, GHQ, we could never imagine that there will be differences among the genders within the GHQ. And now it's uh, uh, everybody knows it. Hmm. So the situation is totally different now. And do you see, for example, if, if we take this to, to more of a geopolitical uh, look at the geopolitical situation, you of course talked about terrorism in the Baloch and in the uh, Pashtun areas. You talked about the uniform Yami being behind these terrorists. Uh, as you know, there has been, uh, you know, for a long time, there has been this policy of also using terrorism in Kashmir. Um, now, um, and, and for some time, that has been less or more. Recent years, it has been a bit less because of some pressures of the international community on, on Pakistan, the FATF, uh, and other uh, measures. Now that those measures are relaxed or, or, or lesser to an extent, uh, would you see that policy being revived? No. How will they revive their policy? They will never... Just listen uh, yesterday's speech of uh, General Bajwa. Mm -hmm. Even he is not accepting now that in, in Bengal, the army was defeated. No, no, I mean by, by, do you see, for example, terrorism uh, growing uh, in, in, in the coming time or and also growing not only in the Baloch and uh, Pashtun areas, but also again uh, in the region of Kashmir? Terrorism growing? Yes. Yeah, they are trying their level best. Okay. They are trying their level best and there might be some international agenda as well, but the local uprising of the people is making it difficult for them. There might be another way out as well. They might increase their price through the local uprising. They're, oh, it's so difficult. Give me furthermore and furthermore. This is what they, you have, they, they, they have usually done. But even then, it will be difficult for them. Uh, we, should we should encourage the peace lovers as much as we can. We should give more intensity in them, organize them more, collaborate them with them, and hopefully they will be defeated. But what will happen to 
to to these to 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 the Jaish e Muhammad, to the Lashkar e Taibas, to the Tariq e Taliban Pakistan, to the Sipai Sahaba, to 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 all these people. What what will happen? You know where do, where you can't you, you, even let's let's for the sake of argument say that they will be defeated. But what what means defeated? You can't throw them in the sea. What will happen? Where will they go? Well, let's uh, then learn from the history. When when uh, of course this this organization which you mentioned and many more, they are the assets of Pakistan Army. And when we all are united against them, there will be either they and army together will fight with us, or they will fight among themselves. When the, the, this terrorism is such a tool which is self-defeated by yourself, you cannot win the people through terrorism. You can terrorize them, of course, and you, they did it with us, but you cannot win them over. So this is a self-defeatist phenomena. What happened in the history when a self-defeatist policy was made by a state or emperor? What happened? Then that, 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 that policy engulfed the state itself. So it's going to uh, to to be against them, not against us. And, and you don't and you don't believe that anything will change with the new army chief. No, of course, of course, not at all, not at all. How do you have the, the, uh, there's the, you know many people uh, are now discussing about this new lieutenant general Asim Munir. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, as soon as a new army chief comes, there are some people who, who will say, well, he's more radical. Some will say, well, he's a, he's a moderate. Like uh, I remember when um, after uh, Pavez Musharraf left, uh, General Kiani came and it was said about him that he's a thinking general. Uh, uh, and then Raheel Sharif was much more often uh, on, on the religion. Uh, so, what do you know about Lieutenant General Asim Munir? Oh, I don't want to know much about him. <laughs> to be very frank, he will be another Bajwa, he will be another Kani, he will be another Rail Sharif, he will be another Zeolak. They have never changed, they are the same thing. So, nothing will change? Nothing will change. The policy will continue as it is? Yeah. And that is because the institutional interest of the army don't change? Yeah, of course. And don't don't learn this even. They can't learn. They don't have the capacity. Okay, and um, coming to um, uh, you know you you of course uh, in the beginning as we said you you ha- you are a founding member of the of the Pashtun Tahafus movement. You are still a member of the Pashtun yeah. Tahafus movement. I think you are you are in the central committee or. I was, but when this third, uh, for the first two score committee, I was a member, but when uh, this third election was being held, I was coming out of the country and I told Mazur Pashtun that I can't continue as a member of core committee anymore. Okay. And um, you have talked in the beginning about the, about the PTM. I know that the PTM currently has been uh, conducting elections uh, because tell me if I'm, if I'm right in, in this thinking, but the Pashtun Tahafus movement PTM started off as a as a movement, as a as a civil civil movement. Of course. Currently, I do see them transforming into a political entity by holding these elections. By uh, 
so uh, among it, themselves yes it, among themselves. Yeah. what what next is it going to be a political party will it contest elections how do you see that uh, uh, in, uh, let me say that uh, ptm was 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 a spontaneous movement mm-hmm. and spontaneous movement can vanish can organize can do can shape take many shapes mm-hmm. but for me what uh, lenin said was that spontaneous movements should be immediately organized they should be instead of asking for incentives perks and privileges or concessions they must go for emancipation uh, the ideas he said uh, at, at that time i didn't couldn't understand mm-hmm. he says that uh, the 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 thought of organizing and going ahead for emancipation will come from without mm-hmm. i couldn't understand that from without how how to come from without now it's up to ptm for example uh organization within ptm is very good uh because when when you don't know in which district district who are our core members who are our sympathizers who is supposed to be the elder who is supposed to be the most responsible person you will not be able to organize anything but meanwhile uh it will depend on the operation of the state as well and i i'm sure it will continue the operation of the state gives you further energy further uh, chances to spread further mm-hmm. suppression should not make one suppressed should not uh, make us budge uh, we must go on and hopefully uh, the same will happen to ptm as well and uh, when i was saying that uh, in political movement when you see that nothing is changing you have to go ahead imran also did this though he is not ideological when he knocked the generals he achieved too many things when nawaz sharif named them he achieved too many things uh with very defensive strategy you cannot achieve with offense you can achieve many things but you have of course also mentioned one one thing um which is that while and I, and it's a good thing that a movement is organizing it and everything at the same time you also mentioned that there are if you know that there is a that there is a danger of uh certain people getting more having more radical demands getting more radicalized the more the state will oppress of course it's natural it's but natural and how how should the how should the ptm because one of the success you know one of the reasons of the success of the ptm is that it has kept itself non violent um how should the ptm react to this to keep this non violent well i will i will not uh, advise uh, ptm any in, in public forum any anyway mm-hmm. uh, this is among ourselves i'll discuss among ourselves and we have been discussing and we will be discussing but you agree that it should be non violent of course it should be non violent but i don't accept non violent as a philosophy mm-hmm. it's a good tactics 
Okay, I'll, I I think you said a lot with that. Uh, I'll I'll leave I'll I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, So as you as 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 today the the new general uh, just to uh, because I'm I'm coming to the end of this interview but as to to wrap up as as today the new chief of army staff of Pakistan has been announced you do not see anything changing uh, with regard to the army's policies um, do you see any um, and that's that's my last question in in terms of in terms of regional uh, stability. You know, whenever these things happen, like a new army chief, there are, of course, a lot of voices, but there are also a lot of voices, as you know, that the most strenuous relationship in South Asia is that of India and Pakistan, um, and which has been quite, you know, in a deadlock for, for, for quite some years. Um, and uh, I know that whenever a new army chief comes, there is a lot of debate also in, in India of seeing well, maybe this is something we can talk to. Maybe, um, do, do you see some 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 breakthrough in those relations uh, between India and Pakistan? I don't think so. Why is that? Well, India is uh, in 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 this in this region. India is the only institutionalized country. Uh, they are going as per their. Uh, policy very uh, properly. Pakistan uh, is a very different country. Uh, the actual power, power corridor is GHQ, while the, the, the head of the state is the prime minister. So uh, then within the army, uh, their survival is basically on the garrison state. If there is a concept of the garrison state, army will be there, GHQ will be there. Mm. If there is peace, how can GHQ rule us? How can so the the very uh, existence of the army is on the uh, on the plea that Pakistan is in danger, India is attacking us. Uh, we have so many enemies; they are snatching uh, atomic power from us. Countries within the danger, Baloch and Pashtun and Kashmiri and Gilgiti are uh, going to destroy this country. If you are not here, you will not be there. So this concept. Is not going to uh, going to be vanished. So as, as so, just to sum that up is that apart from the institutional interest of the Pakistan Army to have this animosity with India and keep it alive, it is also the incompatibility of both the countries that uh, a breakthrough uh, cannot be expected. Yeah. So what what can be expected in in, in if if a breakthrough or, a, or or some kind of peace talk or some kind of peace dialogue cannot be expected, what can we then expect? More terrorism, a war. What, what, well, well, uh, the, the another the, another another Mumbai, uh, another Kashmir, uh, or 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 a Kargil. What can we then expect if peace? They are, they are not in that position as well. Mumbai, another Mumbai, another Kashmir, another uh, Kargal is also not possible for them. But this is also not possible that uh, they will so uh, go for dialogue or for normalization of the ratio or uh, trade instead of uh, bullets. They will never ask for them. Uh, one thing I simply want to add, whatever you said, that institutional is not institutional interest only. 
their personal interest as well. Okay. For example, there is a research article recently by uh, Ahmed Nurani. Mm -hmm. $12.7 billion wealth of the family of Bajwa increased in six years, yeah. which comes out to be, I have calculated, 58 lakh rupees per day without any Saturday or Sunday break. So is it institutional interest? What yeah. about Kiani? Yeah. Let me disclose it through your program. Here in UK, I was shown uh, under construction building in Birmingham, which is a residential and commercial complex. He told me, the person told me that there is a great talk about it, that this belongs to Bajwa. I told, I asked him that uh, there is a talk about his shifting over to Brussels. He said, no, this is gimmick. Actually, he's shifting here. So you can imagine anything from them if, if they can buy so many things abroad. If Papa John Pisa is safe, why not big Bajwa? Mm -hmm. And what's their interest? It's not institutional interest. It's their class interest. It's the personal interest as well. This is classy. This is a new class. Mm. Class interests are there. Army or GHQ is just a name. It's a new ruling elite class. Of course, with the, the one which existed in British era and then further were aided through uh, Doltana documents and then the doctrine and now through Bajwa doctrine. And that's why, and that's why for example, peace in Peace in South Asia, peace between India and Pakistan, you don't see happening very yeah, soon. I, I don't see it. Well, uh, Dr. Masood, thank you very much. Um, it was a very, very interesting interview from where we went to, uh, you know, your local uh, local issues in, 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 in the Pashtun belt, your, your personal life, then to your, your, your professional and political life. And then we ended up um, with uh, the geopolitical uh, situation in the region, um, especially on uh, on a day that uh, the new chief of army staff was announced for Pakistan, which unfortunately, and I, I take your uh, experience uh, and and believe you, therefore, um, will not change a lot. Unluckily, not. Thank you very much, and. Um, uh, for taking out the time and hopefully we will uh, we will speak soon again thank you very much for having me and uh, it's a great proud privilege to be with you we'd love to interact with you time and again thank you thank, thank you. you thank you thank you